another episode of the Taz Show, kids. Yes, I am Taz, and you are downloading this on radio.com, on the app, the website, so thanks for doing that. Maybe you're downloading on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods, much appreciated, and for all the previous episodes you may have. And if you haven't subscribed, click the friggin' button and subscribe to the damn show already. Okay, enough of this shit. Let's be honest, I'm sick of it. Sick, I say. Anyways, uh, <laughs> welcome everyone. I uh, hope, hope everybody's doing good here as we roll uh, into uh, getting ready for the weekend here, jobbers. I don't know when you listen to this, and I don't really give a shit, but I know I'm getting ready for the weekend. And I know we got Hell in a Cell coming up on Sunday. And so this is your preview, Jones. Uh, I'm going to go over a couple of matches. Maybe not every single one. Uh, if that bothers you, uh, too bad. That's how this goes. And if you love it, then that's great. I love you too. And that's how that goes also. So, uh, you know, I, you know, a lot of scuttlebutt during the NXT, uh, which I caught some of. I didn't catch all of NXT. And I'm not going to get into it in this episode, but you, uh, you guys might know where I'm going with this. So the uh, Tommaso Ciampa, new song Jones. He's got a new, new song. He comes to the ring. Uh, he's the NXT champion, I believe, unless that's changed. I don't think it has, but you get my drift. Anyways, um, you know, Champa, uh, his music, uh, I, I got a bunch of people that would tweet me while it happened, and I, I was like, wow, did I miss a flight? Did I not see an email uh, from Talent Relations and WWE? Because well, when I heard the beginning of his music, I'm like, hold on a second. I hear a flat line. I hear uh, eight. Old school Taz, uh, Taz music, and I'm like, "What's going on?" I thought I was like getting ready to come uh, come out there and do something with a towel over my head and whoop somebody's ass. Uh, no, it didn't happen. Wasn't me. It was uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and um, <laughs> and then he had some rock music behind it. The company did that. Uh, yeah, what I tweeted was actually so I was watching WWE uh, NXT and I thought I happened to miss a flight to a TV taping and I tagged Triple H. Yes. With a pretty funny gif jife gif of a young kid, which is pretty funny. Like, point his finger like, ah, you thought you got me, something like that. It was pretty funny. I thought it was funny anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, my thoughts and opinions on this real quick. Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not really losing sleep. Um, <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, it's I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I don't know why they would do that. For a couple of reasons, I'm a fan of of Champa's work, as you guys know. I put him over all the time out here, and um, I put him over for quite some time. I am also a fan of the fact that he didn't have music, and he would come out with no music, which I thought was pretty cool and badass, and made him unique, made him different, and fit his character. But I guess they wanted music, or maybe he wanted music for some kind of a feel. Who knows? Um, obviously, uh, it's a cool song, the actual song, his song, the music. Sounds nothing like my original music, like as far as that part, just the front end. He didn't have the heartbeat, the boom, 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 boom. He didn't have that part. Um, and apparently uh, what I was told, um, the 
uh, actually, I heard from my man, Lee Mean. He gave me the heads up on this. The name of it is called No One Will Survive. Come on, son. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Come on. Seriously? Over Almost 20 years ago, we fucking can't get a little original here? Really? Uh, more than 20 years with the Survivor, if I let you. That was an ECW, but the, the flat line and then that too. I mean, I, you know, I, listen, I the, the kid don't need it. He don't need music. And if you didn't give music, that's cool. His song is cool. And I don't care that you use the flat line. I mean, that whole concept of the heartbeat and the flat line of my music, the way it used to be in WWE, was I talked about this a long time ago here in the Taz Show. That was a combination of me, Kevin Dunn, and Jim Johnson in WWF before I debuted and like what type of feel or music I wanted. And I said I wanted something in the beginning to catch people's attention. And that was popular back then. A lot of guys had Steve Austin, obviously, with the broken glass. And Jericho had, uh, I'm trying to blank, he had the countdown gimmick. You know, so, you know, and it was like, you know, you need something. Like, I think The Rock had, can you smell? Like, that's how it would start. You know, and it just gets people's attention, gets them to pop. You know, that's not reinventing the wheel. But so we all kind of had our own things, you know, our own sounds that that was ours. Like, you know, um, so I, here's my thing. Why would you want people to remember any other wrestler from the past from WWE while you're playing, while Tommaso Champ is going to come out? Like, why, why I'm saying like, why would you want people to remember that? Now, some might say, well, there might be a lot of young fans that have no clue uh, when you were in WWE, might not even know who you are, Taz, might not know the flatline hoppy thing was yours. That's all true. That's absolutely true. But I would bet you dollars to donuts that, <laughs> and I mean this humbly, a good chunk of the people that pay for that WWE network know what that, that, that flatline is. <laughs> they know who. I promise so that a good chunk of them do. Um, I, it doesn't matter. To me, I'm from the elk of if one person is reminded of something and you're that blatant with it, I got to tell you the truth. I really believe, I didn't listen to them side by, uh, side by side. I really believe that beep, beep, beep into the flat line is the same exact one they used to me, like exact, totally exact. Not a big deal for me. Big deal for Champa? No, not a big deal. But I, I, I wouldn't. If I was him, I wouldn't want that. I would not want that. I would not want something that is exactly what someone else had, either in the company or outside the company. I'd want to be original. I'd want them to be original for me. So I don't know how it works there now. Maybe it was. Maybe they did it for him, and 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 that's it. And he has to use it, or maybe he just didn't want to put up uh, whatever. That's. That's Champa's business, not mine. I mean, whatever. Still doesn't take away the fact he's a great character, he's a great worker, and all that. I'm a, I am a fan of the guy's work. Uh, I'm just saying, like, for WWE to – I just – and, I, you know, I know, like, the Roman Reigns music sounds like my music. I mean, I, I – you know, from WWE, look, and I'm not the only people they've hacked as far as characters that were with them and then they redid. You know, I can't remember who it was. I know you guys will tweet me. But when Del Wilkes was the Patriot and then – they just used that exact song. Was it for Kurt Angle? I don't know who it was for. Somebody else. You guys will tweet me. I, I don't remember who it was. So don't get frustrated as you listen to this podcast because I don't remember. I know Wilkes had a song, The Patriot in WWF. 
And then they just use that same song for someone else. I remember someone called the Taz show and was telling us, um, I, you know, I believe in originality as best as possible. I believe in being innovative. You guys notice about me and newer people who are downloading this. That's a big thing to me. I, I you know, it's tough to be completely original all the time, but to completely take a sound, a sound effect that you use for another talent for a long time, like, you know, even though it was a long time ago, I, there's no need to do that. Like, yeah, was I as a bigger star as Stone Cold Steve Austin in the WWE? No, uh, no, I know that. That doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, I got to tell you, my Twitter feed, I was it was blown up with people like, dude, I thought you were coming out, dude. They played your music, you know. So whatever, it's it, it's it's. I laugh. I think I do think it's funny, you know, because it's it doesn't. Hey, thank you WWE for reminding people of me. <laughs> So thanks. I thought it was cool. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't think Champion needs music because he was doing good without even having music. But if you're gonna have it, just I would try to be more original. I mean, it, you know, I just I wouldn't want anyone to think of anybody else except Tommaso Champa when he comes to the ring. He's the NXT champ. He's getting a big push. He deserves a big push. He's earned a big push. He's talented enough. You guys in NXT, no matter who it is who decided to finally put the title, you know, and push him, it, you know, good move. Right? If it's Triple H or HPK or whoever, um, that's a good move. That's the right move. I mean, just, I, you know, well, we play it long enough. No one's going to remember Taz. The, the, even the ones, they just forget about it. Okay, I guess. That's fine. But why would you even want that at all? Like, I don't understand. It's just, to me, it's a little confusing. Um, back in the day, it wouldn't have been like that from what I remember, but who knows? Um, I tweeted, not tweeted, I text somebody uh, from WWE production without naming names. And I said, wow, that music sounded interesting. And then I text somebody else from WWE and I was laughing about it. And neither person replied. Oh, snap. Wow. Wow. I like that. Go ice on me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Go ice cold and ghost me. Nice. Good stuff. Anyways. Um, so I'll get into talking, like I said here, about some Hell in a Cell preview stuff, uh, some thoughts and opinions about um, some of the, the contest matches they have. So anyway, that's my thing on the whole NXT champion thing. I wish nothing but the best for the for the guy and and for them. You know that. So I, I put them over a lot, and I put Champa over a lot. So I just give you my two cents on it. All right, so uh, you're going right here. So I'll go over some of these matches, just give you some thoughts and opinions that I had uh, as a preview prediction. Some things will be prediction you know just just shooting the shit about it a little bit with you um and I'll, I'll do that uh i'll do that here in a second first let me let you know guys uh, i want to say if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran please call the veterans crisis line confidential support is available 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year for veterans and their families uh 800-273-8255 Press the number one or use the online chat function on veteranscrisisline.net or you can text 838-255. Guys, the Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. So please visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one who might be in crisis. Again, it's 800-273-8255, and you can press the number one or use the online chat function on veteranscrisisline.net 
or you can text 838255. So, um, so as I was saying, I was speaking here about, um, about the whole situation that they got going on this Sunday, uh, Hell in a Cell. I mean, on paper, as you always say that, hear that cliche on paper, you know, they got a lot of big matches. Um, it looks like it could be a pretty good card. Uh, hopefully it will be. Uh, so we'll see. So, uh, a couple of matches that jump out to me. I'll, I'll spitball what you hear a little bit. So the Raw Tag Team titles, you know, you got the champions in uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Zig um, going against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, uh, two members of the Shield, obviously, uh, who are being pushed as babyface is pretty good here. And and the interesting thing to me, interesting thing to me, I should say, that jumps out right out of the box is, you know, you have the Raw Tag titles on the line, the heels are the champs, which is, they're doing a good job as those champs. But one of the guys in the challenge of the babyface side, <laughs> you know, is the Intercontinental Champion. I I don't I, I I I you know we've seen this happen in the business a lot. I hate this. I know sometimes you you get you kind of book yourself in a corner of this and it happens. And I get it. It's not the end of the world. Trust me. It's not like a, you know a catastrophic thing, but. I just don't. I I just feel it, it. It in essence minimizes a championship. Nevertheless, something like the Intercontinental Championship. So, I don't know. I just I don't like. I don't like. I don't like that. That Seth has the title. I have no problem with him being the IC champ. I have a problem with him getting a opportunity at the tag team titles. You know what I mean? It kind of puts too much in one match, and and the one title. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean anything for Hell in a Cell, right? I mean, unless there's a stip that I missed, I don't think there is. It just doesn't, it, it, you know, he's the Intercontinental Champ, Seth Rollins, and he's getting a shot at the tag team titles. Okay, great. And then, so every, so there's four guys in a match, three of them have championships that they possess, and one of them doesn't, and that's Dean Ambrose, right? So, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's just weird. Am I nitpicking? Maybe a little, but I, 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 um, you know, I, I know the storyline they've been going with, and then they had Braun Strowman married up with Drew and Dolph. I get it. And with the Shield, you know, that whole thing, I understand. But I mean, it just that I think somehow or some way they made a little left turn with this IC title while it was on Seth. And next you know, he's, he finds himself at Hell in a Cell in a tag team title match uh, against Ziggler and McIntyre. I, don't, I just, I'm not a, a fan of that. I just don't. I, I don't like that. Um, and I think that's, to me, why I think the heels will retain the titles. I do think Ziggler and McIntyre will retain the titles, and they should. They should. Um, because let's just say hypothetically, Braun, let's just say Roman Reigns keeps the universal title, and now you get the Shield with the tag team titles, and Seth has the IC title. Well, guys, that's four championships on three guys. Let me count. Tag team titles. When I say champ, I mean the actual belts. Tag team titles, that's two. IC titles, the third belt, the actual belt. And then the universe titles. That's four. One, two, three, four. Ding. So I, you can't do that, right? So I'm not saying they're going to do that, but I, I think you got you to gotta spread the wealth a little bit, keep the tag titles on, uh, on Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, and that's fine. And then I, I, you got to figure out some way to go and, and, and get that IC title on someone and keep it on them and push them, not someone that's in a in a faction and shit like that. I, I don't know. I just think it, it's such a pre- prestigious title, and they usually do a pretty good job promoting and pushing the IC title. They usually do. Um, 
I, I, I just don't think in this case they are. I think you got to keep titles pre- prestigious the best you can, especially something like the Intercontinental Championship that's been around for decades. You know, so um, and like I said, they usually do a pretty decent job of keeping the that regal feel on that title. <clears throat> um, for sure, uh, they actually had I saw it on I don't know it was Thursday. Uh, Thursday or Wednesday, I can't remember which day I, I was actually uh, surfing around looking on WWE.com and I saw they had a thing about the Intercontinental titles about uh, four uh, four, th- four guys who kind of revived the Intercontinental title so they did a push on it and and one was Dolph Ziggler, coincidentally enough and the other one was Roman Reigns, the other one was Miz and then the current IC champ Seth Rollins, so I don't know and, and they had words, you know, comments from from all four men, so which is great. Again, they keep the, you know, here you go. You have a you have an article on the site, you know, about how the, these four stars, these superstars, you know, uh, you know, reinjected life into the IC title, and yet you have the IC champ at Hell in a Cell several days later <laughs> getting a tag team title shot, and 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 the, the title, um, you know, is just not. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I just don't. I don't. I don't think it works. I mean, I guess it's a bigger deal. I mean, I thought it was, to be frank. You know, because look, it took a lot of years to get that IC title over, and a lot of great men for a lot of years had that title, and and they're still going to push it on. I'm not saying they're doing a shit job with it, but you got to stay consistent, right? I mean, in anything, especially you know when it comes to championships. So, you know, I mean, you got a lot of titles on the line. You, you got the, the you got. Um, you got the SmackDown tag titles on, the Raw tag titles on the line. You, you got the uh, SmackDown women's title on. You got the Raw women's title on the line. You got a couple of Hell in a Cell matches. You got the Universal title on the line in a Hell in a Cell match. What a big-time special guest in Mick. You know, so, and then you do a thing on the IC title, but yet it's in a tag match. Tag match for titles, but still. Okay, you get my point. It's just something that sometimes when I have something that sticks with me, it's like cement in between my fingers and it fucking burns my ass so anyway um where else are we going we gotta go uh smackdown women's championship i'd like to talk about charlotte flair champion uh and the opportunity goes to becky lynch in this uh in this matchup here so i you know i think right out of the box you, you gotta put this thing on becky lynch uh, we've seen a new Becky Lynch, as we know. Uh, we saw, we, 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 we've seen this this kind of quick evolution to her, uh, the attack she had on her former best friend uh, in Charlotte Flair. I mean, for the bulk of the year, Charlotte and Becky were best buds, you know, as everybody knows, and, and, and you saw it on social media, you saw it on TV, and it's good. It's good stuff. And now that obviously has ended, um, you know, and and. You, it, it's good when it's when there's a championship that's in the middle of tension between former friends. That's because it shows how vital, how important a championship is. I like that. I personally dig it. It's, it's a story we've seen a, a zillion times in wrestling, and it's a story you'll see a zillion more down the road because it works. So, um, you know, I, I think that we've seen uh, a lot of we, we've seen the attacks by Becky. We saw the attack. Right after Charlotte, you know, won and and attacked from behind, um, two days after her loss, right? It was she, she. I said that's what she jumped from behind. I'm trying to remember it now, and uh, 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 defending her title when Charlotte was defending right against Charlotte. I'm trying to, it's coming out in my brain now. 
I look, the thing is they've they've done a good amount of stuff with Becky that she's got a lot of fire and vigor and I think it works. Um uh, vigor, vigor, that's a good word. Fire and vigor instead of fire and brimstone. Um <laughs> I I think it's I think it's definitely time to, to get it on her. Charlotte is, you know, a, a tremendous talent. I, she doesn't need it. She don't need the title. Um she really doesn't. I said that be, you know, uh, before uh, it was a SummerSlam that it's all broke down, I believe, right? So, I, you, you know, I, Becky, especially with this new this new feel in Becky, uh, you know, I think it's a perfect time to really uh, get it on her and get the title on her for sure. And I think she would help the title while the title would help her. You know, I really do. And and it's it's SmackDown title, women's title has gotten to be, be very popular, very good, very strong. And you put a lot of credibility on it with someone like Charlotte has it for as long as she has. So uh, Carmella, they did a good job with her with it for sure. And then, and, and, you know, we saw the triple threat thing, as I talked about. Uh, SummerSlam, what all broke down. Anyways, um, I think now's the time where uh, I think you're going to have a, a really good match here. I do think this will be a really, really good match. But I think now's the time you put it on Becky. Um, it should be a Donnie Brook, as they say. So, uh, because you know, they've been telling the, the right story with Becky. She's sick and tired of missing out on her moments, her 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 gigantic moments in her career. So, you know, it's time for her to to you know kick some lass, not kick some ass. How corny was that? That was freaking corny. Sucked, actually. Uh, but anyway, it was kind of funny to me when I was thinking it in my brain as I just spit it out. Uh, and then I thought about it. I'm like, well, it really wasn't that funny. But maybe one person chuckled, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Doubt it. But you never know. Could be. Uh, what else we got? We got the uh, Jeff Hardy uh, versus Randy Orton at actual Hell in a Cell match. That's going to go down. So, look, you got two two men here who are, you talk about credibility, both very credible guys, stars, superstars for sure for a lot of years, success. Randy uh, in WWE, just insane amount of success and championships, a plethora of them, where uh, we've seen Jeff Hardy in his career, not just the success with his brother in the WWE, but then outside of WWE and success in TNA and then back to WWE and, you know, the, the, charismatic, the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy, uh, true bona fide star as is Randy Um you know, it, it's kind of a, a deal where they've told a pretty decent story here where the Viper kind of driving um, Hardy crazy and just always just just uh, uh, targeting Jeff, basically, for you know, for quite some time with attacking from behind, typical heel stuff, and uh, uh, ripped it. almost ripped this freaking ear out of his head. That fucking shit was gross. The piercing Jones where he could fit like a Campbell's soup can in someone's earlobe. That's kind of Jeff's gimmick. And, um, yeah, and then, then Randy's like, that's heat. You rip someone's earlobe off, that's some serious heat right there. But um, uh, this, should be a, this should be a good match. I mean, they put it in hell in the cell, in t- inside the cell. Uh, hopefully Jeff stays safe because Jeff can get a little nuts, as you guys know. And I think that's part of the deal here where, you know, you know that Randy Orton's going to keep his ground base. He's going to be that Matt Tactician. He's a tactician. He's going to be – he's not going to do much dangerous stuff. But you know – I'm I'm thinking there's a really good chance that Jeff Hardy will um, do some kind of crazy shit that's dangerous and that sense of urgency is there, hence why they put someone like Jeff Hardy in a hell in a cell. It's smart. It's good business or, you know, as they would say. So I, I think that's a good move. 
Um, so uh, so we'll see. I'm going to go over the rest of uh, the dealio um, on the other side. We're going to get into what we're going to do. This we're going to do. We're going to get into definitely going to get into the hell and cell as far as with uh, Braun Strowman universe title. I'm talking about. We're going to get into that uh, with Braun and Roman Reigns. We're going to jump into that. Where else are we going to go? Where else are we going to go? We have Ronda and Bliss, the World Women's Title. We're going to get into that WWE Championship with AJ Styles and my man Samoa Joe. So we got a lot to go over here. We'll do it on the other side of break. Tad Show, sit tight, jobbers. Back here in the Tash Show, going to get into the rest of the old uh, Hell in a Cell, a little prediction preview type of gimmick schnavitz, getting some of, the, some of the other big matches. There's a lot of big matches. Hey, uh, you guys know this. The Tash Show supported by the people I love over at Rocket Mortgage by Quick Alone. See, they're introducing their all-new rate shield approval. If you are in the market to buy a home, Quick Loans will lock your rate up for 90 days while you shop. That is legit. Quick Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. So listen, to get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on Quicken Loans data and comparison, the public data records equal housing lenders licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. Yes, that's a rocket mortgage. So we get rolling here into uh, talking uh, about the rest of um, the dealio, about the Hell in a Cell, a little prediction city, and all that kind of jazz. So uh, I'll get rocking with that here. Um... Well, is there anything else I wanted to cover before I get into that? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, talked about that. Did that. Didn't do that. Don't want to talk about that. Can't do that. Want to cover that, but I can't. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So uh, we will jump right straight forward. Here we go. We'll go into the Raw Women's title with uh, Ronda as champ uh, versus the former champ and challenger, Alexa Bliss. So we shall do that. All right. Look. Um you know, you guys know I was not a huge fan when they put the title on Ronda. I didn't think she needed to have it. Uh, but you know what? It's on her. You got to roll with it. You got to, you know, do the right thing with Ronda now. You guys made that decision. The company, then cool. I wouldn't have done it. I would have kept it on Bliss, keep it in the heat. Ronda doesn't need it, but she has it. So now you have the task of, well, how do we get it off her? I talked about this a long time, a while back. Once you decide to put a title on someone, Usually, the first thing you talk about before you put the title on them, how are we going to get it off them? When are we going to get it off them? Good luck. So, <laughs> what, well, Rhonda? I mean, she's le- legit, legit. Uh, she's a worldwide known athlete um, and and a, 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 a mixed martial arts legend, a UFC legend, all this other good stuff. And, you know, it's going to be tough now. Now you got to, you know, you, are you going to take it off of this Sunday at Hell in a Cell? Fuck no, you're not. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I think everybody knows that Alexa Bliss is not going to become the champ. If she is, I'll be shocked. And I'll be the first one to say I was wrong. And I wouldn't be the first time I was wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be wrong on this one, kids. Um, yeah, no, this is, this is obvious what's going to happen here. But 
I, I, look, that's that's the only thing. Like I I, I respect the fact that they're giving a, a, a trying to give her marquee matches and putting the Raw Women's Championship on a big pay per view like Hell in a Cell. You have to. That's smart. You should do that. But you know, she's. It, 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 I just feel you could have gone so much better where either Ronda just chasing Bliss again or. Uh, have Ronda sidetracked to a different angle, something. Um, Ronda's an attraction. Besides slowly becoming a good you know, worker, she's still she's green, you know? She's learning. She's getting better and better. And she, I told you a while back, she's going to be real good, and she's going to pick it up quick, and she is picking it up. It's hard. It's hard, but she's being fast-tracked, and she's got some great trainers around her, some great minds around her that are on her all the time, and she wants it. That's the key. Ronda Rousey wants it and when someone has passion and they give a shit and they care and it's not just a gig and a fucking money grab that's how you become successful she wants it i've talked to people that deal with her that are working a company with her um you could tell by i know i could tell by the shit i've heard with her training and how she tried to morph into a a, a pro wrestler she's she's doing that and done it for the most part now she's got to really learn and get better and better and she is her timing's getting better um her pacing's getting better there's a lot involved and it takes time guys it's hard but here's the benefit real quick just to sidetrack off of hell in a cell for a second this this is a big benefit and it's probably a hack alert but there's a lot of hack alerts um <laughs> she ronda can how do i word this i'd love to give you a good analogy it's gonna be hard but ronda rousey it's not like someone else who's new in the wrestling game and goes in the independent scene after they go to wrestling school. Maybe they go to a wrestling coach that's a, to be a pro wrestler. That, that's a guy or a girl that's never been to the, to the mountaintop. And there's a lot of people out there training people that never been to the mountaintop. And I urge you, don't train with them. <laughs> go to someone that knows what they're doing. But that's a whole other topic. Um, Ronda Rousey went and got trained by the WWE and by their team and 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 which is some of the best of the best for sure. That's number one. The other major thing, and that's not groundbreaking news, uh, whatever, but the other thing I will say that I don't think I've ever talked about is what Ronda Rousey, she cannot be tarnished. What does that mean, Taz? Well, I'll tell you what it means. When you go and you're working on the indie scene, a lot of times, because there's a lot of talent out there that's great on the indie scene, there's a lot of talent out there that's fucking not good at all, okay, and a lot of bad habits, and that's where you pick up bad habits is, you know, when you're not working for a major company with better talent, you get better by working with better talent. That's what happened to me. I know that for a fucking fact years ago. I got better in the ring the better people I was either tagging with or wrestling against. That's how I got better, and I got better quicker than I did for several years when I was working with guys that a lot of them that weren't that good, or I would work I would always try and work with the similar guys, same guys that I did a lot because I respected them. One guy, like just real quick, back in the day, a guy named Ray Odyssey, surfer Ray Odyssey. I loved working with Ray because Ray was a good worker. And and uh, Scotty Tuhati, as you know him now, uh, 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 you know, when I worked with Scott a bunch of times before he was Scotty Tuhati, um, I, I I loved working with Scott because he, he, he Scott Taylor, he just worked with Scott Taylor. He was an excellent worker. And, and you know, I always wanted to try and work with the guys that were just better. Um, and it was slim pickings at times, you know, it really was. If you're Ronda Rousey and you get fucking broken by the WWE or anybody in the WWE for that matter, you get broken in by the WWE, you're not getting tarnished. You're not getting tarnished. 
That's a big friggin' deal. Trust me, it's a big deal. And that fast track you to become a better talent in the ring. Those are facts, kids. Facts. You hear me? Facts. Anyways, so Ronda will leave Hell in a Cell, Raw Women's Champ still. She'll retain her title. Um, you know, decent little story here. Look, Alexa Bliss, she's always over in my book. Little Miss Bliss, always over, always over. Because the way she cuts her promos, the way she works, she she gets it. Um, uh, she gets it. She's got it. She's she's doing great for herself. She don't need a title. If she has a title, that's great. She's got she's got her promo skills and her facial expressions, and that's the money for her. And that's a fact. Uh, I'm just spitting facts left to write up this motherfucker here. So, uh, anyways, everything that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Fuck. It's a fact. So I um I definitely think that Bliss, unfortunately, does not leave champion. It's just not going to happen. Uh, going to be a good match uh, right there in Texas and San Antonio. It's going to be a good match. Always, always a good crowd. Always good audience. San Antonio, AT&T Center should be good. Um, so you're going to get that Texas crowd. They usually get rowdy. So it should be pretty badass. And you got WWE title, which is not in Hell in a Cell match itself but it's a it's a wwe championship match aj styles uh against the challenger samoa joe now you know you know these two cats here they've been going for quite some time with the angle here and it's good shit um you know these are two of the best of the best right here you know that uh you guys know i'm a huge fan of both these men and i got a chance to get to know them both very well for a long time working in tna with them and um you know Love these guys. So and if you guys didn't, by the way, you listen uh, to a podcast we just dropped from two years ago. We dropped it this past Wednesday right here on the Taz show of Samoa Joe. And he was on the Taz show right after he became the NXT champ. And that was from 2016, that interview. So if you didn't give it to listen, download it, check it out. It's pretty fucking good. And Joe's the man. So um, should be good stuff here. This should be a good match. Um, you know, I'd love to see them put this title on Joe uh, because they, they've got a lot of heat for Joe. He's got good heat as a heel. We saw him insulting AJ's wife uh, in, in the middle of a match. Uh, you know, uh, we saw that. We see, we're seeing that side of Joe where he's going deeper with his heel heat. Um, AJ's being a pro enough to let this go on. It's, but then they show AJ, you know, AJ gets, he finally snaps and goes fucking crazy and, and, and with a big time steel chair and, and, and just beats up, you know, the whole thing gets a disqualification uh, against Joe. And look, the thing is this Joe's got heat. Okay, Joe's got good heat, real good heat, and AJ will know how to play off that heat as the champ. I'd love to see them put the title on Joe because he has that amount of heat, and he does. Um, Joe's not looking to be cool. Joe's not one of those guys that's that's looking to be, um, you know, looking to get over as a heel with the hardcore marks and and with the the, the fans online. You know, he he don't give a shit about that. He wants old school heat and he's got it and i love aj and you guys know what i think of aj i've praised aj for a long time and he's great and i don't think they'll take it off aj so i'm not gonna give you a prediction i i i not i think that i'm intrigued to see what happens i would like to see joe get the title i think that would be awesome and he's he would be a champ with real heat and you could then have aj chase or whatever um I don't think I don't think it'll happen. I just feel like they're going to keep it on 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 uh, AJ Styles, but I would like to see I would like to see Joe get it. I would. 
I, I think this is going to be a great match. These two guys have amazing chemistry in the ring. They, you know, they ju- just gel greatly against each other. Um, it, it could potentially be a show stealer if they give these two men the right amount of budgeted time to work and apply their craft. You could get a show stealer amongst these two guys if they get the right amount of time. I really, really do think that. Um, you know, I would have liked to see this in, in the actual cell. It's the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I mean, it's a WWE title. Um, they got, like I said, you got Joe with Heat. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I just think, I, I just think it, it would be cool to do. But they're not, unless they change something. I don't think they did, I, unless something changed. I mean, like some stip or something as I record this. I don't know. But unless I miss something, I don't, I don't think it's in a cell. It's 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 at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, but it's not in a cell. So I, I don't know. I just thought that would have been would have been real good. It should be it should be heavy, though. It should be a heavy-duty deal. I think it's going to be physical as shit with these two guys. Uh, they will bring the wood in the ring. They will bring it. They will... You know, and and their friends. You know, uh, well, I don't know how they are now. They used to be good friends, but even if they were, even if they are still good friends, they'll bring the wood. These two guys are pros, and they will fucking beat the snot out of each other. <laughs> I'm telling you that. <laughs> I've called a lot of these guys' matches. You know, individually, uh, ringside and TNA for a long time, and then these are two of the best of the best right here. I promise. So, looking forward to it. We'll see what they do. Um, I say put it on the heel. With the, put the title on the heel. Uh, with, with all that heat, but uh, we got the universal title, uh, Roman Reigns against Braun Strowman. This is a Hell in a Cell match, and you know, special guest referee, which is a cool deal. I think with Mick Foley, I think it's good. It it adds a little uh, cachet to the match. It adds star power for sure. A guy who is a guy like Mick, a star like Mick, who is you know um, uh, galvanized with this 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 match, this cell match, this Hell in a Cell match. This is this is Mick Foley. So I think it's good. I think it's a good rub for the two younger guys in Roman Reigns and Braun to be in there where, where Mick is, you know, uh, reffing. A uh, little confusing deal if you think about it because, like, I talked recently and, like, my feelings on it about Braun Strowman. I feel he, he, he they turned him heel too early. Um, I think Brown was a, a, a cool baby face. Now I think people still like him, but they're a little confused. And they had Brian cut a promo saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to destroy you, Roman Reigns, in Hell in a Cell, and I'm going to get that universal title. And Mick Foley, you know, uh, you were in this match 20 years ago, and, and it ain't going to be – if you get in my way or whatever, I'll, you know, fucking destroy you uh, worse than what happened 20 years ago against The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell, that type of thing. So, you know, they got – they got Braun going that route, which is smart, you know. So I would not be shocked if Mick takes some sort of a bump in here. You know, Mick, Mick's not afraid to take a bump. <laughs> I don't know how physically he's doing. Uh, uh, hopefully he's okay. Uh, I would assume he is if he's going to be in there refing. So, but Mick has been through some battles and wars, you know, as you guys know. And 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 uh, Mick's another guy who's been on the Taz show in the past. And I love Mick. I I know him from uh, almost when I broke right when I broke into business very early on. So I love him and um. I don't know if you guys remember that story. I don't know if I want to tell it. For those that heard it already, uh, maybe there's a lot of new people that didn't hear the story. I'll, I'll tell it real quick. Side note here. So when I was, uh, I was, I was probably a couple of years into my training, maybe two years with Johnny Rods in Brooklyn. Maybe one. I don't know how long. Maybe two years. Maybe I, I don't. I'm bad with the time frame. Not long. I was still green, you know. 
And this was before Gleason's gym. We were when I first broke in with Johnny Rods, we were in some shithole gym um in in uh in, in brooklyn then we moved to another shithole gym under a train trestle which is a train l I don't know, a lot of people know what an l is uh elevated train l elevated uh in in an urban environment right for those country folks so and the, we were in this, the second dojo we were in with johnny rods and there wasn't a lot of us and we were only there for a short time right outside the window was this elevated train uh you know new york city you know train system right <laughs> transit system so and a real real seedy area of brooklyn and we train up there and there was this big huge fucking window where the ring was high enough and basically if you hit the ropes and like went too far you could break the glass go through the window it was dangerous you know so you used to try not to hit that side of the ropes so it was nuts anyway uh i remember there was several in there working out and johnny rods was there and uh and uh, he said, we got a, a guest coming in here a little while, a guy who uh, is training with Dominic DiNucci and uh, who's trying to, you know, get booked on some, in, some well, it was in, independent then, but some local shows uh, that Johnny Rods was involved with booking. So Dominic DiNucci, who trained guys in Pittsburgh, and DiNucci, uh, as you know, trained Mick Foley. For those that don't know, he trained uh, uh, the franchise Shane Douglas. He trained a lot of a lot of good workers, but uh, those are two guys that jump out to me right away that that I personally know that that, that you know made it pretty you know, pretty big. Anyway, uh, so you see, yeah, we're gonna have a guy come in here. Um, he's trying to get books, so I want some of you guys to work him a little bit. And uh, basically, Johnny Rogers is gonna evaluate him. And uh, and again, if you heard the story, me, me tell a story before, I apologize, and you could just whatever, just uh, ignore me or fast forward. And uh, <laughs> and anyways, uh, Mick comes in. Uh, he introduced himself to all, you know, all of us. There was probably like six wrestlers in there. I was one of them. He was very nice, a gentleman. You know, he, um, he was obviously a lot younger than he is now. He's, he's, he had a lot of facial hair. He had the, the long hair. He, he didn't look much different than now. He, he was, he was, he was, wasn't, wasn't that heavy of a guy. I know he just recently lost some weight, I believe. Um, but anyway, um, and he was a very nice guy. You could just tell he was just a good guy. And, um, he, he, and they, he wrestled with a couple of, of us. I was one of them guys and just did some, some spots with him, did some stuff in the ring. And, and I remember he, he had when somebody down on the mat, he was getting some heat on the guy and he was stomping on the guy and, you know, and all this shit. And then, uh, he was stomping him with his left foot. Now, most guys stomp guys, you know, with their right foot. Uh, but you know, I'm right-handed. So when I would stomp a guy or kick a guy, I'd kick him with my right foot. So, um, <laughs> So Mick gets done with, with his workout, whatever it was, 35, 40 minutes, whatever the hell it was. He thanks Johnny. He thanks everybody. He's a gentleman, quiet, humble, the whole nine. This is way before, like, you know, Mick made it, obviously. Uh, this is before ECW. This is probably 19... Shit, I mean, Mick will probably remember the year better than me. This is probably 1988, maybe 7, 89, something like that. Late 80s. And uh, Mick leaves, dude, and it, we're upstairs. And he says goodbye. Bro, he's not even fucking halfway down the steps to walk, get to the street. Um, and the door closes. <laughs> Mick walks down the steps to leave. I'll never forget it. And Johnny looks at all of us. He says, nice guy. See that guy? He's never going to make it. Never. And and I was one of the senior guys, and all. I was like, well, Seemed pretty good. I don't know. He seemed pretty good. <laughs> He's a big dude and he could go. Uh, stomps with his left foot. Can't stomp a guy with his left foot. Never going to make it. Never. 
Anyway, so Mick will be the special guest referee in this matchup. By the way, Mick and I have talked about this, I think, on, on the Taz show a long time ago. Uh, and we still laugh about it. So whenever I see him, I'll bring up left foot. He'll just fucking laugh. I promise. So uh, uh, he'll be the special guest referee, which is good. What Universal Championship on the line, Roman Reigns defending against Braun Strowman. Look, you got to put it on Braun here, right? Let's be honest. Um, you got to put it on Braun. Um, you know, Reigns got it from... from uh, from Brock, you, you got to look at Reigns as he tra- uh, just a, you know transitional to into Braun. I would think, I think um, you have to do that. In my opinion, here, um, they've done some different type of booking with some of these guys here, meaning Roman and Braun. Um, when Brock was around and stuff as of recent, it's been some unique stuff. You know, we know uh, we know the um, that Braun Strowman had the you know the briefcase, you know. Uh, uh, monster in the bank briefcase and all that stuff and and basically he's using uh he's using this his opportunity uh because he claimed basically Strowman claimed there's no way like you know he's gonna he's gonna cash in the, the covenant money in the bank deal uh with a sneak attack he wanted that's why he said to come with SummerSlam and I do things straight up blah 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 and then openly challenges uh, the universal championship main event and you know blah 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 anyway thing is he basically uh Braun Strowman is going into this thing where this is his opportunity at the title. Uh, he so he's basically Braun decided I'm going to trade in basically the money in the bank contract. I want a shot. I want to be in hell in a cell. I want to be on a pay per view. Ba 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 at the at the Universal Title, and that's basically what's going on here. So I think he gets the title. I do. Um, I think it's it, it's probably the right thing to do. I just uh, I could be way off on this. I don't know what what all the dirt sheet experts. <coughs> saying uh but but um i don't know i i i would um i would get it off roman i'd put it on him if you're gonna have if you're gonna have him be a heel bron then good luck because people like him i will say i do think they're gonna do some crazy shit i got a feeling i know a lot of people don't think the match will be good in hell in a cell with roman and bron i think it will be i think they're gonna do some really fucking cool stuff and i think mick's gonna be part of it a little bit to whatever Mick can physically do, I wouldn't be shocked if Mick gave some input in the booking on how to book it. Um, that wouldn't shock me either. I think WWE would be smart to utilize Mick uh, and his concepts. He's very intelligent. He knows what he's doing in a ring or in a ring environment. Nevertheless, a cell. I definitely would utilize Mick for that. Um, I think they're gonna. I I think this is going to be a really good match. I predict that Braun will get the title. Uh, we'll see. Um, um, you know, I don't, again, I don't know what the dirt sheets say. I don't know what the, the, uh, all that shit. I don't read any of it. I just give you my gut and stuff like that. Um, and I, that's, that's what I think they're going to do. And I, I, like I said, I do think having Mick out there behind the scenes is a good move before the show even starts helping (laughs) put together some concepts creatively. Um, I definitely think that that works for sure because he, he brings that experience. You know I mean? He brings that experience of living it um and he knows he knows what's going to get the right reaction there in san antonio he knows uh like i said he's lived it um and his body has proven that he's lived it so you know i don't know I, uh, it should be good i'm I, i'm hoping that the main event is as good as i think it's going to be because I, I think well i do think i do think it's going to be really good so and i do think that brown will win and i do think that i'm done talking to you people right now all right, guys, I'll be back at you next week. I appreciate it. Thank you for downloading all the episodes this week. Spread the word. Subscribe to the show if you didn't. Don't be a douche. All right, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names.
back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at cause all of my